You alone, groupie, and you enjoy your run. Back to take it easy, you're shooting a frag gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world that finds that grown community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the world that finds that grown community. Welcome to the world that finds that grown community. Rob. What's up, Matt? I'm I'm not well. Oh, don't be a baby about it. No, no I, I think kissing you overnight is just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should. We're just licking each other's faces a bit too much, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> but I'll soldier on. I know you battled on uh, last week. Um, and I know we've got a show show to bring the people. So, uh, well, I'll I'll battle through it. Don't you worry about that. Well, just don't make too big of a deal of it, all right? Because I nobody wants it, no one wants to hear about it too much. Follow my lead and just strong and silent. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Series 8, Episode 14 of the What the Fart Like podcast. My name's Rob. And I am Matt. We're venturing into new territory. This is the longest series we've ever done. We, we've done one 14-episode series, but beyond mm. this week, it is new territory Matt isn't it and, yes and more importantly than episode 14 of series 8 this is episode 98 overall Ooh. Uh, just this episode and then two more will be at 100 98 being the key number today Matt 1998 yes. anything what anything good happened in 98 World Cup mm-hmm. Got World Cup on now. Yeah, we had the World, World Cup. Yeah, France. we're in France. It was France, weren't it? Ninety-eight. I remember being sat in history class uh, with one of them portable. We didn't have mobile phones with cameras and stuff on it, did they? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had one of them portable TVs with uh, about what four-inch screen uh, with four double uh, A batteries in it. All, all my friends sat around in history class. I think. We were playing Argentina at the time, I think, in in, in France. Yeah, we got knocked out. Pretty sure that was an evening kickoff, though, so I'm not sure what you were doing in school. Like, <laughs> or, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> might have been yeah, it was that long ago. I, I just love the idea of you. Like, it felt very 80s, that statement, not 98. I, I, I remember it for uh, Chumba Wumba, tub thumping. Mm. I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> Classic, what else happened in 1998? Anything good? Um, what were you doing in 98, Matt? How old were you? Year 9, year 10? No, oh, I was... Yeah, yeah, I'll be in year 9, so I'll be 14. 14, there you 14. go. Yeah. What, what does a 14-year-old Matt spend his time doing? <laughs> you're, you, you really don't want to... <laughs> you don't. Why don't you stop talking, not tell us about your little wanky self, and uh, tell us what's on the show today instead? Um, I'll, I'll try and get through it, but obviously I'm, I'm a bit... Got a bit of a sore throat and stuff. Yeah, so, uh, boring. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, packed show as always. Um, how's your uh, a brief? How's your week? Uh, like it always is because I've done no running. Because I'm, I'm, I don't know if I told you, but I'm a bit poorly. <laughs> Mentioned it. Uh, an awesome chat with uh, Becky Briggs, uh, awesome athlete and uh, under 23s mar- world record marathon holder. European uh, under 23 marathon record holder. You are terrible. I'm, it's because I'm, I'm poorly, but I don't know if I told you, but I'm poorly. Mate, listening to you sniff like that is making me gag. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're going to hock back phlegm like that, will you at least put yourself on mute while you do it, please? 
but then I thought we were able to tell the good people what we've got on the show today. What else is on the show today, Sniffy McGee? <laughs> well, you're in for a treat because we've got a part room chats with Ben Bemmer, and yeah. I make a guest appearance this time. Yeah, uh, impressive. So not because you ran, not because you ran part room, you just showed up for the segment. I did, yes, yes. And I also stuck around for the roll calls and the thank yous at the end. Ooh, as well thank you very very good okay let's go straight into it. it's a packed episode the episode the chat with becky briggs in particular it's a bit of a longer one but i think we run it about 40 to 45 minutes mm-hmm. why wouldn't we amazing story she's got to tell um the, the the running journey she's been on it just 22 years old absolutely incredible we're going to get right into that as quick as we can and also a bumper um partner in the segment with bema let's rattle through things though uh your week apart from being sick you had a bit of a tumble as well didn't you matey I have, yes, yes. I mean, like, I'll talk about running first. I've not done much running since we did the uh, that, that eight milers a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh, excuse me. Matt! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not well, but I'm not well, Rob. Burp <laughs> <laughs> down your microphone at me. You, uh, you, know, you know what if any if any like fans of becky briggs have decided to pick up this podcast <laughs> and give it a listen for the first time this is what they've walked into yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry it's because i'm just swigging down some uh hot whiskey lemonade and sugar trying whiskey to get lemonade. <laughs> that old remedy right go on yeah. tell us tell us about your running week then uh yeah just the, the, since uh we went on that long uh, eight mile a couple of weeks back i've not really run at all um got a bit of a niggle um, and then we ran the uh, the Blackburn 10K, which I'm we sure did. we'll get back get on, on with a little bit later. Um, and just being poorly, so I've not really been out much. I, I had all these good plans and intentions of getting started and stuff, and I, I had it all written out, and I was following the plan. I was doing my stretches, and it just fell by the way. So I was just, you know, you're getting a bit of a, can't be asked. In a bit of a rut. Is it just is it just a can't be asked, or do you think maybe not that I'm trying to psychoanalyze you? Is there anything more behind it, do you reckon, or is it just it's cold outside and I can't be bothered? Yeah, I think I think it's cold outside and the fact that I'm doing long hours at work as well. Still, the yeah. the, the other uh, guy on the other shift he's still off off sick. Um, I don't know if he realizes, but I'm sick as well. So uh, uh, stop yeah. sniffing, wank <laughs> <laughs> little right. bastard. I can't help it. I can't help it. But yeah, long days at work, and when you get in and it's cold did and it's you wet just, and did you, just, did you just did you just swallow your golly? <laughs> no, I didn't. I heard it. I heard you do it. I heard the swallow. That's minging, <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, I can't win, can I? No. No, no. So, so yeah, but uh, but you also you you were cycling. Tell me what happened on the bike, mate. Uh, yeah, we have, I, I cycle home from work, as, as people know. I usually get flat tyres and stuff like that. But uh, I cycled home. I had my helmet on. I was safe. I was seen. I was visible. I had my lights on. Uh, and I thought I thought a car was going to pull out on me. Uh, so I like veered veered to the right. And as I got past this car, I, I looked over my right shoulder and I started veering to the left without realising. And my bike clipped the kerb and I decked it to the floor. <laughs> oh, mate, you and kerbs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, decked it to the floor, grazed all my knees, smacked my head on the side of the uh, pavement and uh, got a few uh, few bumps and grazes to uh, to show for it. Well, I've got no sympathy for you, man. No, I think I've got a bit of whiplash from it as well still. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, where, where there's blame, there's a claim, but you're clearly to blame, so mm, yeah. can't sue yourself, can you? No, not really. I'm an idiot. You are an idiot. Me and Curbs, like you said. Like I said, like on the... 
next segment with Ben. Nobody was there to shout curb like you you guys. Mm, your mortal me reminder. Your mortal uh, enemy, so. the curb. Yeah. So mm. no, that's that's been my week in running, mate. It's not not been up so much. Uh very brief overview of what I've been up to, mate. How about you? Uh, not dissimilar to be honest I've uh, again long hours at work I've, I've become a bit of a weekend runner but I'm kind of okay with that so um not been running much in the week uh but Saturday did park run which was lovely we went back to Nosley again got to run with Amy but Amy Bird tweet tweet yeah um that was really nice uh, I think it was we've run together before but um it, it was first time I think I've done a park run running together um and, and we just had a good run we we didn't we we kind of pushed it it was probably similar pace me and amy so we pushed it a little mm. bit and saw we could get to and she dragged me around the first four and a half kilometers and i dragged her around the last 500 meters and we got a time that we were happy with in not particularly nice conditions uh rob corns was there as well his first run back i think i mentioned this later on the podcast as well so i don't want to duplicate myself andy bradley was there it's great really nice and then awesome. of course we had uh, we had blackburn 10k so we were back with run through doing the Blackburn 10K. And for those who have followed us on social media will know that we, it wasn't just, it wasn't Rob, Matt and JP uh, running. It was it Mario, Luigi and MC Hammer. And he's, and he's not, and, he, and his little friend and his other friend. Mm. Yeah. No one knew who you were, did they, mate? No, you, you, you get in shouts, oh, go on, Mario, go on, Mario. And then the occasional Luigi. And I was like, what about me? And you're like, and Mario's friend. Go on, Aladdin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had a terrible time, didn't you? Bless you with that yeah. that that massive overshaped size shower cap on your head. Yeah. Um. Everyone kept calling you mushroom. It's toad. Yeah. You were toad. I wonder I... if I wonder if the I wonder if that's an American thing. I wonder if he's not toad in like American Mario. I don't know. Because sometimes they have different names, don't they? The yeah. US and the UK versions. I wonder if he's mushroom. A fun guy. You are a fun guy, and someone did, someone did say that to you, didn't they, on the run, which I thought was pretty banterous. Uh, but you're a fun guy. Um, mm. Either way, well, we were just insulting you. Hey, mushroom! Um, <laughs> but either way, we raised some money for charity. We had our Mario Karts. We ran around. For anyone who doesn't know the context, we, we basically ran in fancy dress. Matt, Matt very cleverly made some Mario Karts, and uh, we ran around. We had a great time. Uh, the mm. run itself was horrible. It was very grim course, overcast, um, hilly. Uh, but uh, and most importantly, we were dragging around. We were running in cardboard boxes around our waists. But mm. um, good fun though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I enjoyed. It. I could, I can't really remember the course because obviously we were just having having a laugh and joking about and stuff. So the course is quite forgettable. Mm. Uh, some of the looks we got off people were were, were pretty good and we yeah. raised a bit of money at the same time. And we we, we cover guys as well, you know, Mod- models. We are models. It's not yeah. what you know, it's who you know. Uh, exactly. Yeah. The fact that my wife works for them, I work for them a bit, and we know the guy who runs it didn't hurt. But we're like, hey, Matt, be good, be, 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 hey, good picture for your, uh, good picture for any any advertising. We got ourselves on the email, on the mailing list mm. photo. We got ourselves on. We're even on. I don't know if you've seen it. The 2023 Blackburn 10K um, graphic. Fine. Yeah, sign up sign. thing on the website yeah. that's me you and jp looking handsome as fuck um yeah. there you go we've made it mm. we've made it um that's probably it that's probably it. it was good fun we'll do it again we're up to just under 1600 pounds about five thousand pound fundraiser for amazing cause and make a wish if you do want to donate please do head over to our social media you'll find all the links um the other thing to make you aware of is as part of that fundraising we have a new kit drop coming matt 
Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Some hoodies. There is a blue and a grey option with the logo on the breast. They're pretty cool looking, I think. Looking forward to getting those ordered. They're 30 of your finest English pounds. Um, any profit that is made from it that doesn't cost, that doesn't go towards the cost of ordering, printing and shipping the item mm. will go straight to make a wish. We don't make a penny from it. Um, we've got over 50 people signed up to buy one already, which awesome. is absolutely incredible. So if you want to be part, if you want to fly the Fartlek family flag, oh, check out mm. that sexy alliteration. Um, then uh, the, there's a link to the, there's a, it's a very manual process. There's not a, an official website or anything to buy them on because, we, like I said, we're not doing it as a kind of like a, a money spinner. So there's a Google form you can fill in to show your interest. And then we'll email you to let you know what you need to do to, to make the order. We're going to be looking to put it in in the next week or two. Um, so please do get involved and, and, and buy a hoodie if you can. We've also had an, an amazing thing that we know it's a tough time. Um, we know yeah. that um, uh, cost of living crisis, Christmas can be difficult for people. Some of our amazing fart, like family members have uh, started a pay it forward scheme. So if you listen to this thing, oh, I'd love a hoodie, but I can't really afford it. It's a bit tight at the moment. Uh, you know, it's a bit crap. Um, don't worry about it. We've got about six on almost like layaway, I guess you'd call it. So all you got to do is send us a DM. You can send it either to the podcast page or, or to me at Little Run by Rob. Um, no one will know. We won't tell anybody. No judgment. Nothing like that. Um, our fart like family have all put money to one side to buy some extra hoodies in case anybody needs it. So if you want to fly that flag but you don't have the cash to do so, then just drop us a DM and we will hook you up and sort you out. Um, just get in touch and please, please don't feel any hesitation in doing so. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, that's what our family are here for and that's why this community is so flipping wonderful. So, um, yeah, so yeah, please a, do reach out. They're a good bunch, aren't they? They are. Do you know who else is, is a, good, a good lad, a good egg, but going through a tough time at the minute? Oh, God. Donna, go on. Did you say Donna? I said I don't know. Go, is this, I, I don't, <laughs> you said I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just your accent. Because <laughs> no, uh, I've, I've got a cold. Have you? You've not mentioned it. Um, yeah. I thought you said Donna. Um, right. You know, it's Mr. Statman Joe. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. You totally threw me off then, didn't it? Yeah. Did you not yeah. know what was happening? Uh, oh. Should we go and find out what Statman John's trying to shill this week? What he's got for sale? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, if they've been naughty, uh, that's what again, if they've been nice, that's what again, don't forget, yeah? Oh, we've got 12 of them coming in. Great, that's it, keep going, keep going, guys. Just gotta go, I've gotta do a uh, little potty, I'll be back. Hello, lads, uh, I'm good. Is that recording? Sorry if you got that, uh, maybe edit that out, we need to keep that uh, hush hush. Anyway, evening, lads, evening, ladies, evening, Emma. How are you, Emma? <laughs> what a woman. Um, so, here I am, <sighs> telling you about Nanville this week. How's everyone been? What have you been up to? I had a splendid Sunday. I was actually in the mushroom on Matt's head that whole run. <laughs> it was great. Flowing, blowing about. He loved it. I loved it. It was a good old time, for memory's sake. Um, I advert this week. I saw it. I won't lie. I got five of them. It's called Weed Fanatics. I thought, hello, you're selling to the right market. Let me have five. Five pounds, they're £12.50. You can buy them from any uh, Argos catalogue. You just circle it and uh, that's it. You get... Oh, one of the L's has escaped. You're right, lad. Um, anyway, yeah, so twelve fifty Argos. They did give me a discount code. Uh, hashtag welcome Weed Fanatics. Dot seven nine, and that will get you 
79p off. Fantastic, fantastic. So, what it is, if you haven't guessed, it is a spray. Spray it in your garden and it encourages weeds to grow. Oh, beautiful. Makes me feel like I'm back in the wild. Um, feel free. So, I've got weeds everywhere in the garden at the minute. Um, I don't, there is a terms and condition. I do have to say this, I'll try and say it fast. It does make hedgehogs aggressive. So, currently trying to regrow back one of my eyelids after I uh, got in a little fight with a hedgehog but um but yeah it's brilliant and a review from the very own our very own at papa penfold runs <laughs> my man i knew he loved weeds we uh we love it together we back in the day we used to sit weeds everywhere all around us it was uh marvelous so obviously he's giving this five stars and uh says he's got weeds coming out of everywhere my man but yeah, let go. These elves. Uh, oh no, I can't say that, can I? These. Um, well, yeah. Actually, I, I just got to go. I'm busy. Can't tell you why. I hope you all have a great week. And um, yeah, Matt's mum. If you're out there still, well, obviously you are. Thank God. Um, I'll be thinking of you. Matt, do you think your garden needs more weeds? <laughs> I don't know what purpose that serves. Just. It gives you more jobs to do, surely. By oh, I don't know. I don't. I'm, maybe I should check in on my mum as well if she's still out there. If she's still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a bit of a concern. Yeah. Just, sur- just, just surrounded by weeds. Statman John's like sprayed all around and captured her in a mm. prison of weeds. Um, mm. Yeah, that got weird like really it quickly. Did. It did. Mm. It, I, I didn't. I didn't even feel him in my mushroom when I was running around uh, Blackburn. I was about to it, say. I, I it didn't did, know weigh, did weigh down at the back a little bit, so I were quite, you know, worried of what it, what what was in there. Mm. Mm. Turns out, stat manager. Yeah. Gets killed, everywhere that lad. Killed a bit of ball, like like a hedgehog. Like a hedgehog. <laughs> like, like, an ang- hedgehog. Like, a, like an aggressive hedgehog. Um, <laughs> dearie me. Right, okay, very good. And and Papa Penfold approves, so I guess I guess I'm gonna have to buy some because I trust his uh, his judgment. Um so it's time, I think, to get on to the main event. Those of you mm-hmm. who have come to the podcast specifically to listen to Becky Briggs, thank you for persevering. Sorry, sorry. I'm you've, you've, you've probably scrubbed through a bit of this haven't you let's let's be honest it's got really weird matt's been coughing up anything swallowing yes. half of it back down again but i promise you there is some good running content coming um and please do stick around after becky as well because we've got ben and Emma. if you're a parkrun fan parkrun fanatic particularly if you're the first time listening to the podcast you will enjoy that segment too they've been on their tours uh visiting new places and, uh, and it's it's a good laugh um but we're gonna get over to the main event now Matty Taylor. Um, we're going to have a chat to Becky Briggs, incredible young woman. Um, feels weird saying incredible young woman because she's achieved probably more in running, well, has achieved more in running than I would ever even dream of. Um, but awesome story of an athlete who running has been a huge part of her life the whole way through. It's not been smooth sailing. She talks about the ups, the downs. She's currently injured at the minute. Um, she's talking about um, about how she's getting on with that. Um, but some of the high heights particularly Heighty heights, lofty heights, the heighty heights. What a weird thing to say. Um, <laughs> the lofty heights of um, of some of her accomplishments in the last year. And we're not going to ruin it by talking about it. Should we get over, mate, and have a chat to the awesome Becky Briggs? Let's go. 
Right then, you lot, we have been blessed this series, and I've had some chats with some seriously speedy runners, and today we've got another dynamo in our midst telling us their story. I'm speaking to a guest who, despite her years, has been through so much, making her achievements even more extraordinary. A two-hour 29 marathon finisher at the age of just 22, and the current European under-23 marathon record holder. The list of accomplishment continues to grow and grow. Driven by resilience and strength that has already inspired so many, I've got a feeling this next 30 minutes is going to be awesome. I'm just hoping I can keep up. So please join me in welcoming the excellent Becky Briggs. Becky, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's your day been? Managed to get out for a run today? No, no. So I'm currently um, on the bike at the moment, currently injured. Yes, so course, yeah. yes, so no running for me, unfortunately. And how is that? How's that transition at the moment into doing the, I guess, the, the, the less intense stuff after what has been an absolute, we'll get into it, what's been an absolutely incredible year. I would say it's um, it's a strange one. Like I haven't, it's not like I've hated every minute of it, but I just miss running. Yeah. You know, like being on the bike's okay. Um, you know, you can have good music on and, you know, you're not outside and, you know, don't get me wrong. Like some of the marathon sessions when you're doing them on your own are just damn right tough. So in that sense, yeah, it's been a, a, a bit of a change, but I just miss running. I can't wait to get out for, you know, that like, you know, nice, easy six miles again. You know, yeah. that's, yeah, that seems like a dream at the moment. Yeah, we take it for granted, don't we? We're right in the midst of a training block and we're hating lacing up the trainers and getting out. But when it's taken away from us, it's hard yeah. to do without. Um, let's yeah. get straight into it then. We've only got a, a limited amount of time and and there's so much to talk about, not not least uh, as I've alluded to, the amazing 2022 that you've had. Um, we start these chats normally, though, in the same place. So let's let us let us do that. Can you tell me how your running journey started? So has it always been a part of your life? How did you first kind of get involved and become aware of it? And, and let's go back to the start. So I would say I first became aware of it um, probably 2006, 2007. So I was like six, six, seven years old at that point. And both my mum and dad went to the local running club and they did the local 10K. And I remember going to watch and we were stood with my grandma. And I just remember it being such a strange experience because both my mum and dad got really quite nervous beforehand. And, you know, seeing all these people kind of trying really hard, I just kind of thought, you know, at that very young age, like, why would anyone want to do this? I just didn't see the appeal at all. Um, and then, you know, kind of skip a few years and then my sister was doing kind of athletics and I was having to go and watch and eventually I just gave in and was like, all right, I'll join in as well. Just kind of fed up of, um, you know, going to kind of watch. It was like an hour's journey there, an hour's journey back, you know, two hours stood in the cold. So um, yeah, I kind of gave in and yeah, pretty much fell in love and came very attached, you know, kind of from that day onwards. And so what were the early days? Was it going out and doing shorter distances? Was it cross country? Was it just getting involved in, I guess, kids races at stuff your parents were at? What, what were the formative years like from a running perspective? Yeah, so the first few years kind of age, like 9, 10, 11, were very much the kind of um, club athletics. So doing 600s and then like 800s, 1500s, doing cross country. Um, so yeah, pretty much the the standard. You know, I've got a couple of, you know, maybe 150 metres and a couple of long jumps on my power of 10. Um, so pretty yep. much just the, the standard, like very early years. And um, yeah, it was all right. Like I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like anything special, but um, yeah, I kind of loved it and enjoyed the competitive side of it as well. Yeah, amazing. And then how did that evolve? Then I, I guess we're kind of then thinking about getting towards teen years and, and, and as you're getting older and was it just always something that 
that stuck alongside school and hobbies and interests? Was it always from then on just a, a big part of life? Yeah, I would say so. I would say my journey through running and through um, kind of the teenage years was slightly different to to a, a lot of people in the sense of by the age of 12, running had become such a big part of my life, all in consuming almost you know to a point of it being a negative yeah. you know getting wrapped up in terms of you know having an eating disorder running consuming my life to the extent that you know I ended up in hospital having to take kind of months out and then start with a different mindset and go in from a different position which then meant joining a junior athletics club and doing fun runs to take any pressure off doing kind of track races and track sessions because at a very young age it is quite a high pressure environment and we were doing relatively intense sessions for the fact that you think you know this person's like 10 years old so that's when I kind of came back into running with um you know more pos more positivity but that's equally why I ended up moving to the road at such a young age because it was a you know kind of a junior running club that had a senior section and we didn't train at a track or anything and we did kind of fun runs at local races and when you hit the age of 15 that's the age in the UK where you can race 10ks mm -hmm. so you know as soon as I was 15 it was like right you know I can now race the 10k distance um so you know I did um so yeah when I was 15 I did my first road 10k and then did so many in the kind of couple of years to follow um but yeah, you know, at that point, I didn't have like a Garmin, didn't have a watch or anything. So I had no idea. But like I told myself in my first 10K race, I want to break 40 minutes and I ran 39.58. So I think that was a pretty good, um, pretty good guess. But, but yeah, that's how I kind of moved to the road at such a young age is actually because of having quite a negative experience with the track and, you know, by running becoming, you know, such a big part of my life, but not necessarily in a completely positive way, you know, at, at a young age. Yeah, and it's an amazing, it's, a, it's an awful lot to to go through at such a young age and, and fair play to you for being able to hit that reset button. What was it about road running then from a, was it just the fact that when you're not doing the, the, I guess, the track events and it's constant pressure and it's constantly incremental, was it just, was it just that freedom of being able to get out and just just run I guess that, yeah. that made it so much better yeah I I'm definitely that the the kind of person that like if you told me that I could never race again I would still very much kind of train and run every day kind of to my heart's content because yes like I have um you know dreams that might be kind of um you know like the Olympic dream you know of yeah. course but actually you know, the real dream is just, is just the love of running and being able to do it. And yeah, I suppose kind of road running. I mean, yes, it is kind of centered around times, but at that young age, you know, we don't have a watch and it's just a lot more kind of, um, there's a lot more freedom to it rather than kind of being on the track and someone shouting out splits for every rep and kind of writing them down, like, you know, a really young age, then I think, you know, when you have that kind of all in mindset, which I definitely do, it's like, everything's all or nothing. Um, I think you can quickly get wrapped up in it yeah did you find and i think i know the answer to this question but i'd love you to to expand on it to, to whatever extent you're comfortable i know it's not always the easiest thing to talk about these kind of things but i think i saw on one of your instagram posts talking about how the the, the experiences that you went through in those formative years whilst were negative in, in in the instance and in the moment have in a lot of ways shaped you and aided you with resilience and perseverance and all the things it takes when particularly when you've stepped up to marathon which we're going to talk about in a little while is that something that I guess my question is is that something that plays a part 
consciously for you? Are, are you aware of that? Or do you think it's something that just kind of bubbles under the surface and has also become almost become part of your DNA kind of thing? I would say probably a little bit of both. I think kind of like innately, I um, am quite a driven person and, you know, it was only, you know, the, the kind of lack of um, beneficial treatment you know, kind of back 10 years ago, you know, the lack it meant that it was only me who could get myself out of that situation. So therefore, I think that, you know, kind of, you know, I know that, um, you know, if you kind of like work hard and keep the focus, you know, like better days will come type of thing. But then I think kind of consciously as well, I know that, um, you know, when you've been in a situation when, you know, essentially like all your rights have been taken away from you, like I know the freedom to be able to go and put my trainers on means so much to me. Um, you know, it's more than just being able to go out the door for a run. You know, it, it genuinely is more than that. It's the freedom to be able to, um, you know, kind of do that when you want and, you know, kind of run where you want, that type of thing. So, yeah, I definitely say so. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it, it is incredible and I, I don't want to dwell on it but I, I didn't want to I don't want to walk past it because what an amazing message for for, for well young people particularly young girls but but young people in general that you know we, we can get wrapped up can't we at any age but particularly yeah. when we're susceptible when we're young to um uh, to peer pressure to expectation and, and like you said if you've got that kind of personality where you want to impress you want to be all in you want to be the best um yeah. to be able to, to to show that resilience and that fighting spirit to to flip that negative into into a positive and, and look at what you've achieved that we're going to go into in a moment i think is amazing so thank you for sharing that i re- really really appreciate it and i think there'll be um some people listening who might be playing it for sons and daughters i think because it, it, it does it, it hits home with me particularly um let's talk about moving forward from that then let's let's get into into the road stuff so you yeah because because in amongst that story you casually just threw in oh yeah i just you know went out and just <laughs> ran a sub 40 10k so um you've always been fast um clearly how quickly did did, did you then adapt to road running in terms of getting to, to what we would call, I guess, the elite level of the sport. So, you know, driving yeah. into, I, I, I guess, as you're still growing as well, you're still a teenager at this point, aren't you? Yeah. So what, what did those next few years look like? What were the stages in your development? Okay, so from the age of like 15 to 17, I was pretty stagnant in running 40 minutes for every single 10K race that I okay. did. But that being said, um, you know, the training was still very much kind of junior club training and my parents didn't want to kind of, um, you know, push me towards doing any more serious training because of my my past and stuff. And the fact that I was still struggling at that point, you know, that's like, you know, quite a clear thing is that like I wasn't like it. I was, I was handling everything okay, but I wasn't doing well. So, you know, I just kind of kept running 40 minutes for 10K. And then it got to summer 2017 and I was like, right, I've had enough. I had ran English schools cross country that March and I'd come pretty near the back of the field. And I just thought like, if I don't change something now, then those girls that are at the front, like I'm never going to be one of them. And I can't even imagine, you know, I I just couldn't, it just wasn't ever going to happen. I just felt weak. I was tired. I just was running the same times. I just wasn't really enjoying it. So it took a trip to see my local physio, give him a shout out, Chris Lecker back in Hull. And um, my dad essentially didn't know what to do. So kind of rang him and was like, please, can you just talk some sense into her? And he did. He was like, without, without muscle, without power, then you're 
not going to go anywhere and I just kind of like took that and was like right yeah okay I'm going to make some changes I changed coach um I had an amazing coach at City of Hull and he really really helped me kind of get a proper training structure in very much one-to-one based and that along with the help from Chris Lecker then from um July 2017 I was running you know 39 40 minutes for 10k by Leeds Abbey Dash in that November I ran 36 so the in those couple of months um I made huge progress which was yes it was the change in training change in mindset but in all honesty it was actually like you know putting the fuel inside my body especially at that young age I think you know if that's a message to anyone it's it's that it works so you know kind of do it because um you know the you know yeah it is worth it so that was kind of the um the point to the end of 2017 and then um yeah by the following October so October 2018 that was when I got my first international vest which was um for England in a 10k um in like an under 20 10k race so um yeah that was that was that and then I went on to run 34 minutes for 10k that Christmas it was the it it was a local boxing day 10k race um I ran 34 409 and cried at the end and my mum cried too because she was like you were meant to be taking this as like a casual boxing day run um, I convinced my parents that um <laughs> to let me do it and um yeah I went around 34 and 9 which for the age of 18 like even me looking back now like it's pretty good I had no carbon shoes on or anything you know it was adidas adios threes so um yeah that was um a big a kind of a big improvement and then that following January so January would that be January 2019 yeah it would be yeah I ran my first ever um half marathon and ran 74.57 which um was the under 20 British record and yeah I just couldn't believe it my aim for that race was to run sub 80 so when I saw the clock and it was still on 74 I just I just couldn't believe it like I don't even think I'd run 13 miles without actually stopping before so um yeah that was a <laughs> that was a big one and then yeah that March I qualified for the world cross country championships which was my first ever GB vest so um that was um yeah pretty amazing and it was a very quick rise towards the top to go from thinking uh I'm so far behind these girls it's just such a dream to kind of you know be competing against them in the in the world cross championships and like finishing ahead of them in the British team like it, it just yeah it was just like all a little bit like a dream yeah it's it's amazing and it's a great story because we've basically gone from sort of 2017 through to 2019 and it's over a two-year period and you've yeah. put an awful lot of milestones <laughs> that you've hit there I guess I guess the big question I've got is your mindset that sits behind it because the achievements are incredible but you don't need me to tell you the achievements are incredible you know what I mean uh, representing your country you know getting that GB vest it, it, all that stuff all the records that fall it's incredible we know it's incredible did did you did you set out with kind of like I want to achieve this. I want to qualify for this. I want to do this. This is this is goal A. And when I get to goal A, I'm going to move on to the next goal. Or does this stuff just kind of, you know, get out there? Like you said, maybe due to the mindset that we've talked about a little bit earlier, you get out, you run, and then it's just like, oh, look, I've, look at what I've just achieved. I didn't, didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. 
I would say half and half. I would say initially, um, when Chris Lecker sat me down in July 2017 and said, what do you want to get out of this sport? I said, uh, at some point in my life, I would like an England vest, but it will probably be over the mountains. Bear in mind, I had never done a mountain race, but just because I... I knew that actually, you know, I was a good cross country runner, had a lot of grit and that actually perhaps if I did do a mountain race, I would maybe get an income vest because the standard uh, at the junior ages, it's, 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 it's easier to get an income vest. Yeah. Um, and at that point, that's, that's what I said. I'd be happy if that was my career over and done with now. And then you kind of fast forward to, um, you know, the first marathon that I did was the Olympic trials marathon in, um March 2021 so last March and um I was absolutely devastated to finish where I did it was you know I just wanted the world to fall apart um because it wasn't anywhere near enough and it my expectations were so high you know anything kind of less than a 232 in that race I would have been sad um type of thing so I think that that switch from and I think it's something that people probably don't talk about is that when you do get close to the top at a younger age then nothing else is enough because yeah. everyone around you expects you to once you've made that first world cross team you know I made the world cross team in um March 2019 went to uni in the September and then finished pretty near the back at Liverpool cross country um for the European trials I was nowhere near making the team just moved to uni had freshers flu had tonsillitis massive changes but Everyone expects you to still be right at the top and you expect you to be right at the top, but you can't do it all of the time. Um, you know, and I think it's one thing that, you know, a lot of younger athletes who do make teams at very young ages then do drop off because the expectation to be the top of your game all the time is there. And it's it's really hard to kind of keep it up. But just because you might have a few dodgy years doesn't mean that it's over. But I think that it, it is something that's quite, quite tough because, um, yeah, you put the expectation on yourself and other people put it on you as well. Yeah, it's a really good point because the thing, thing you forget is that you're attributing all these very, um, I guess, high expectations, intense expectations and mature expectations on children, effectively, yeah. and, 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 or very, and then from there, I mean, I, I'm glad you brought it up, really, because one of the questions I wanted to ask was, you know, I vaguely, I'm much older than you are, I vaguely remember university, and the reason I vaguely remember university because I drank my way through it and didn't particularly do a lot of exercise, how yeah. was... Um, how was making that move? Because I, I imagine that running family, lots of passion, lots of support, dedication from parents. I imagine that running will have been very focused in your household, very been a very yeah. running focused household. But of course, then you move to university and you're on your own and you're an adult now. And there's all the things that that that, that we expect happens for, for 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 18 year olds when they go to uni. But you're doing that while trying to maintain this incredibly high benchmark that you've set for yourself. How how yeah. was that? So strangely, so I went to St. Mary's University and, um, you know, I went there solely for the running and it's a running hall. So everyone who okay. um, lives together, trains together, eats together, you know, so it's slightly different in that sense that like people do go out, but they're runners that are going out. You know, it's not kind of your mixture between rugby lads, you know, it, everyone yeah, is yeah. a runner. Yeah. Um, but you know, they're, they're, you know, everyone does go out type of thing, but I can hand on heart say that, you know, by freshers week, I didn't drink anything because yeah. I had the great South run in October and I didn't run very well at the great South run. And my biggest regret is not going out in freshers week because wow. then six months later, COVID happens and 
the rest of my university experience was done you know no summer balls no um varsities you know like books cross countries being cancelled no kind of no university experience and you don't get that time back um I'm not going to have university again and you know it's it's done now and I think that that's a it's a big message to kind of go to younger people is that like you know time block it you know in freshers week in September there's no big cross-country race around the corner enjoy yourself and then get your head down because you can't be at 100% all of the time because that's when you have to hate it you know, there's been times in these past few years when it's been COVID and I've done the marathon training and I've not celebrated birthdays, not had a drop of alcohol in, you know, a really long time. And I think like, you know, I'm like been like 2021 when that's been happening and, you know, you feel like you, you're not getting a break because do you know what you're not, but actually you perform so much better if you let yourself have a little bit of fun and then get your head down, then have a little bit of fun then get your head back down so yeah that's why i would say time block it it's it's such good advice and you know what it's not it's it's not specific to an elite athlete it's not specific to no. running that, that that idea of compartmentalize your time do the tough yeah. stuff do the hard work dedicate yourself to something you're committed to but don't let it consume your entire life because it, it's it's so interesting to hear um I, I, I to be honest it completely bypassed me the fact that when you were talking that you would have hit covid and online yeah. learning pretty much halfway through that first year at uni it's it's just such an interesting dynamic and a really a really good take to have on it i think that, that will, uh, will 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 resonate with quite a lot of people um yeah. let's talk about um let's talk about the next stages then Let, let's talk about this year i think that's probably a great place yeah. to go given we're 20 minutes into this chat already so tell me about um tell me about the build up to manchester Okay, so the build up to Manchester started on New Year's Day when I did a local New Year's Day 10k race. And um, I can't remember the exact time I ran, but it was significantly slower than the time than the average pace I ran for Manchester Marathon. Did that 10k on New Year's Day and just thought, oh dear, um, mm. this isn't good type of thing. I think I dropped a 615 mile in there somewhere. Um, mm. And I say it was up a hill, but there wasn't much elevation profile mm. in that race. So, um, you know, so that was where Manchester started and um, kind of thought, oh God. But then, you know, we knew that Manchester Marathon was going to be the trial for the Commonwealth Games for the Europeans. And it was kind of like, right, well, we might as well do it type of thing. You know, it's fairly local and, um, you know, there's no London Marathon this spring. So it's going to be the biggest UK based marathon type of thing, no matter what. So, yeah, let's let's give it a go. Um, you know, I'd ran um, about 30 seconds slower than Commonwealth game standard, um, but equally very much knew that by running the time, um, whether that be the standard for Commonwealth or Europeans, it doesn't guarantee you anything, especially not in this world, because, you know, selection policies and criteria and things make it so complicated that, you know, you could run any time and be picked or not be picked type of thing. So it was just kind of like, right, let's just see what we can do. I'd had a rocky end to um, 2021 with various illness and things after London Marathon, I was just kind of really ill for a very long time so um kind of started the year very unfit and just kind of got stuck into the marathon block as best as I could really um just kind of all all the solo sessions um but it was you know my last term at uni so you know dissertation 
like all the lectures, all kind of the last minute stresses, which um, encompassed a lot of it, as well as the pressure of thinking, right, so I'm going to graduate uni and I want to carry on living in Teddington, so carry on living in London. What am I going to do afterwards? I need to find a way to, to earn some income. So at the same time as finishing the degree, doing the Manchester Marathon training, I was working as a nanny four times a week and also setting up um, an online coaching business so that I could kind of swiftly move to something after um, the degree finished. So yeah, so I just kind of got on with the marathon training and um, yeah, it was really, really tough, but it wasn't my main focus. It was just kind of, it had to just be some, it had to be part of what I was doing because um, you know, it couldn't be the main focus because I needed to get the degree finished as well. So, um, so yeah, just kind of got all the sessions done and things raced once in the build-up which was at Wokingham half marathon went all right it wasn't anything special at all um and then yeah it kind of got around to Manchester marathon it was like right all right we best best give this a go then type of thing but you know my coach Jeff was saying to me beforehand you know you've got to go for the time because otherwise there's no point doing it and I was like I don't think I'm in the shape to go for the time um and he was like well what are you doing here then you know if you don't at least try and I was like yeah all right then I'll see what I can do um and yeah and then it got to marathon day and it happened we'll get to that in just a minute I just want to loop back very um very briefly on to uh you know talking about the fact that you had the dissertation due you had the end of uni you had all the other stuff going on you know you know what happens next did you think do you think that on reflection in some ways not having the training block be the be all and end all not have it be all consuming and the only thing to focus on where you're hyper analyzing and micromanaging every step of every session do you think in some ways maybe that's what contributed to the success I think it's half and half because on kind of like a looking back point of view, um, then like, yeah, because it wasn't the only thing that I was thinking of. But at the point in time when, you know, you're, you're, you're doing, you know, a 22 mile session on your own on a Friday morning in Bushy Park, you know, carrying your bottles down and putting them on a bin, you know, it's all, it was all on my own to then come back and be like, have a shower be like right I've got half an hour and then I've got to get into a physiology lab which is in a heat chamber at 36 degrees sit in there for two hours and go straight from there to my nannying job um luckily the school was only across the road but you know like I can't explain like you know it, it the, the stress that I was putting my body in like you know, I was holding back tears to just kind of like pretend that I was okay because I wasn't okay. Every single part of me hurt. I was so tired. I was in so much just physical pain um, that in the moment, yeah, good God, it was really, yeah. really hard. And I know that, you know, for my performance, perhaps having the recovery and maybe, you know, a little bit of time to kind of sleep or eat some proper food would have been would have been beneficial but I didn't have the time to do that so yeah I didn't have time to think about it which I think was a blessing in disguise but for the actual you know the, the benefits to the performance and the training and getting the recovery and I know that I didn't because I couldn't um, but that's just the way it was and it turned out okay but it almost didn't you know I knew that I was um, uh, you know on a very fine line <laughs> yeah. teetering on the edge maybe of, yes. of, of it working and it not working. it is interesting and maybe it's a reflection of the fact that the there is no ideal that there, there, there no. when when you have to balance the body and particularly the mind as well that there isn't an ideal situation there's always no. going to be something that's going to 
knock you off course as you alluded yeah. to Let, let's yeah. get to the day then now let tell me about Manchester tell me about how that right race went we, we know how the race finished but how did you feel on the way around was it super comfortable was did everything click into place or was it was it one of those as we alluded to earlier in the conversation you're gonna flip back to that resilience flip back to that thing that, that, that that's got you through those earlier years and some of those difficulties that that made you dig deep and, and make it happen it was it was very strange in the fact that the couple of days before I started to just feel really under the weather, just like a really bad cold where you get that funny taste in your mouth, where you find yourself buying ginger shots from Marks and Spencers and you kind of think, like, I don't feel very well drinking like lemon and ginger tea the night before. And I said to my mum, she like looked at me as I was like in bed thinking, I don't think I'm even going to make it around to six miles at this rate. I really didn't feel very well. And I woke up on the day and I thought, Do you know what? I feel all right. I'd had an all right sleep and thought, well, this is it. There's nothing, there's nothing much you can kind of do. You find yourself on the way to the start line. You've got to go. And I'd say, you know, from mile zero to eight, I thought, good God, I don't feel very good at this point. I was like, you know, I don't feel great. And it just seems like you've got such a long way to go, which you have when you get to eight miles, it's still a really long way to go. But then I kind of felt a little bit better. And to be honest, I didn't feel like amazing all the way around, but equally just the wall that I experienced at London Marathon the previous October just never came. And then I think that, um, yeah, I must've been pretty physically fit. And I think that it was weird like I just felt all right I didn't feel amazing but I just felt all right and it was just it got to the point of like 22 miles 23 miles and I was like you've done it you've just got to hold it together just hold it together just keep concentrating it was more a, a test of like concentration and it's the one time that people say that you know especially for the marathon that the actual race is meant to be the celebration it's meant to be the reward and I've always kind of thought really because the actual marathon itself is a long way and it's going to be really hard it's going to really hurt but don't know whether it did that day like did it hurt maybe it's just because it ended so well that you forget the pain you know probably probably did hurt at the time but um yeah it was a strange one but I just kept telling myself that you know I I, I had it all together you know I was doing okay and um you know just kind of concentrate on not falling down any potholes or anything and get to the finish line and but I had my watch on um the setting so that I could only see each individual kilometer so I had no idea what pay, what actual you know time I was on for at all which was why my facial expression when I saw the clock was quite as it was because I knew that I was going to be like under the commonwealth time yep. but I didn't yeah. think I was going to be at 229 you know I knew that I'd made a tea like I you know I knew that I'd run well but I didn't think I'd run that well so and and, and, and tell and tell me that emotion when you realize tell me that you know what what is that I mean I know you talked about shock at seeing it because you didn't expect it but is it just euphoria that takes over at that point yeah it was it was overwhelming kind of shock and I wish I could have kind of harnessed it because um you know uh, in that moment, I felt like the happy. It felt like everything that I'd been through for all those years and all the hardship and everything was worth it. But then now, looking back on it now, I'm not in the position now that I thought I would have been in when I crossed that finish line. I thought I had done it, and I hadn't. It's never enough. Yeah. It's fantastic, but it's still it's never enough. But what will be enough, you know? It's so yeah. 
Right then, so we, we're coming out of Manchester, and as you mentioned, there's, there's that drug of, of always wanting more, and the journey, of course, doesn't stop, and, and it does carry on. So tell me about the transition then from coming out of that amazing time at Manchester, that 2.29, the, in the moment euphoria, but of course that clamour of wanting the next thing. Um, and then it, the next step, which of course was, was, was the Europeans and training for that. So it was, it was very strange in the sense of I crossed that finish line at Manchester Marathon and thought, I've done it. And it wasn't just that I've done it in the sense of I ran 229. It was kind of the sense of, oh, I've done it. Like all of this has been worth it. You know, I'm going to get a contract. I'm going to be a professional athlete. I've done it. Do you know what? I hadn't. I hadn't at all. It just wasn't enough. You know, it seems, um, you know, I, everyone around me was like, oh, you know, brands will be knocking on your door, you know, it's, it's all going to be all right. And for me, who's definitely kind of come from um, a background where we haven't had like financial security or anything like that means that would have meant quite an awful lot yeah. because um, running in is, isn't a sport that has loads of money in it and marathon training is hard to do with a full-time job as well so um so yeah so I kind of finished the, the came across the finish line thinking you know on top of the world I've done it I've, I've made it my career like this is my dream um you know and then kind of the time went on and you know no contracts were um, popping up anywhere type of thing. And it was like, right, you know, we've just got to get our head down and kind of train for the Europeans now. And the turnover in time was very, very quick because obviously we've got to have the downtime after the marathon and then, you know, kind of get back into it. So, yeah, so then started training for Europeans, which I told myself, you know, um, I told one of um, people who's um, in my training group a couple of days before Manchester, I said to her, I, I'm not doing another marathon this year. It's too hard. It's too much mental stress. I was like, it's too much, not another one this year. Um, Cause you know, remember like the fact that I'm still only 22 and you know, I've currently now already done four marathons, which is, is quite a few. And I never planned to kind of do them in that close succession. So yeah, kind of got into the training for Europeans um, was just kind of ticking off the sessions, but you know, it's, it was super hot summer here and super hot summer in London, especially um so yeah so the sessions were tough um you know kind of got into into July and everything's going pretty well you know the sessions were getting ticked off I had some in the heat waves I had somewhere I'm thinking gosh I think I've given myself heat stroke but I was getting by and then um got COVID so that wasn't very fun um but it was like right okay so we're six weeks out from the marathon at this point um okay I've got I've got COVID but it's all right you know I'll get better and I did to be fair you know I had a bit of time off really wasn't very well then got back into training and um yeah felt like I couldn't really breathe properly but um but was all right but then about a week back after kind of you know getting back after having covid um it was that heat wave where it was like 38 degrees and it was super super hot was doing this um 12 mile run around bushy I thought gosh my lower back feels quite tight quite an unusual sensation um, with that the next day couldn't really put much weight bearing on it to be honest um unbearable pain you know ran straight to the physio you know what is this no one really knew maybe piriformis syndrome maybe not um and yeah kind of dealt with and managed um that pain for the last few weeks of marathon training which meant that I didn't really do all that much quality marathon training did bits here and there um but um it wasn't fantastic so to kind of go from covid into that 
and then you're thinking this is all I've ever dreamed of a senior GB vest in the European championships at the marathon and a marathon's quite a long way to kind of just get round <laughs> because it's 26 miles but what what do you do like I could still I could still run and I could still run at quality I, I went and I stood on that start line and I did it and um pretty proud of how I did to be honest because it was really hot as well yeah. like it was really hot and really humid and I've never raced a marathon in those conditions and you know the calf cramp it was really really hard and you know kind of finished in the middle of the field which um you know I was the youngest person on the start line Amazing. um you know still pretty proud of it but um equally you know it was far from what I knew that I was capable of but you know the uh, different different time different place you know it would have been different but you know you can't you can't change that and you know it was a tick like I'd done the Europeans and that was that but um yeah so but then the pain you know kind of continued and wasn't really getting any better then had a scan and um yeah two stress fractures in my lower back so um yeah it explains the it explains the pain but equally shows that I think not that I would ever, ever advocate anyone to run on an injury, but I think in terms of marathon running and running in general is that you're, you're, you have different thresholds that you can unlock, you know, if you look for them and, you know, you can find them. Um, and I think that, you know, that's the marathon mentality is that you have to push out of, you know, kind of comfort zones and what you think is possible. Um, because the body is a kind of strange and wonderful thing um and that's not to say to run on injury but it's to say that actually you can do so much more than your mind kind of tells you that you can do yeah absolutely agree one thing i am conscious of time and and taking up any more of yours and and we've been through so much but one thing i did just want to finish on before i start asking you know kind of like what's next once we get past these stress fractures is is what i did find quite interesting is you talked early on in the conversation about how um, when you were younger, you would run a race and you, you said, you know, you stagnated, you capitulated a little bit and you weren't getting better and, and, and how that can be really disappointing and how that can, you can really struggle with that. And then you've just talked about how you've had this massive opportunity. You've not delivered what you wanted to deliver. It was out of your control. You've, you've had all these setbacks and, and things that you've had to overcome. And yet you're still talking about it with a sense of reflection, a sense of pride and a sense of I'm going to move on to the next. Do, do you think that that change in mentality just comes of experience and age? I think it's more when I when you're in the moment, you can be kind of angry and frustrated and think this isn't fair, you know, whatever. But then when I look back and think of, you know, 12 year old me in hospital would never have ever dreamed of saying you know that she had three gb vests at the age of 22 and i don't want this to be the end of my career but you know what if it is it's it's it, you know it it's been okay type of thing it's been more than i could have ever dreamed of and i think that um you know like especially kind of talking to like you know younger people and younger kids it's hard when you're doing those big cross-country races English schools the inter-counties and you're not finishing near the front because you know it seems like those girls you know have it all um but like you can get there too like it might take a bit of time and the journey might not be smooth but it doesn't need to be um you know you just kind of need to to keep that kind of grit and determination and um know that yeah, the journey doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, if you if you really love it, then 
um, you know, you can give it a real good go to kind of get to the top. And if you don't, then you're going to, have, if, you, if you have that passion and love for the sport, then you're going to have enjoyed yourself on the way. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, great advice. And, and, I, and I guess in some cases that it's the bumps and the bruises and the setbacks that we take along the way that, that sometimes are what sets us out. Uh, uh, yeah. from, from the pack in, in the long run anyway um yeah. so I imagine the primary goal is to get fit to get healthy to get back running again but to do it in a in a way that means you're not going to risk recurrence of injury you're not rushing back yeah. is there a is there a goal is there is there a race in mind is there a time scale in mind for where you want to be next or are you focusing on the short term and the recovery before you get to that I'm focusing on the short term and recovery definitely but like I I would I have my sights on doing like an autumn marathon next year yeah. I think that that's like a realistic um time goal is to think you know we're in November now kind of look towards doing an autumn marathon um next year and you know to kind of know that I went into the Manchester training block really quite unfit like I really was um you know I've been really really poorly um you know, and kind of got to that 229 is that like, I do have faith that um, I can get fit pretty quickly. I just want to make sure it's in a sustainable way because, um, you know, I've got time in the marathon. Um, people don't peak until they're 30. Um, and, you know, I love running so much that I just don't want to have the time without it. You know, no matter what I'm doing in terms of performance wise, I just um, enjoy it for for what it is. A great set of goals. And, and and sorry for not asking, you mentioned the coaching, uh, the online coaching that you're setting up. How's that going? Yeah, it's going really, really well. So I do it under um, the company NRG, NRG Coaching, um, which was, that was a connection formed through Pure Sport, who I do a lot of work with. Um, someone who is a run club coach there kind of formed that connection and got on board um, with that. And yeah, it's, it's really enjoyable. It's really, really rewarding. Um, you know, having the one-to-one -one clients, creating that kind of connection and using everything that I've learned, you know, all the ups, all the downs, kind of all the roller coaster of emotion. And that even though I know that I'm only young, I feel like I've kind of experienced lots of different lives in the world of running, kind of going from, you know, complete amateur to, yeah, kind of being at the top, but still kind of, you know, like the the actual running itself is not my career. You know, when people say, you know, you are an elite, I kind of think, am I an elite though? Because like, you know at the end of the day like um I'm just the same as everyone else you know going to work and you know putting putting the work in putting the miles in um you know it's just it's just the same um you know so yeah it's it's nice to kind of be able to to pass that love on and it's really helped me while I've been injured is to kind of live vicariously through the other people so um yeah so I've yeah I really enjoy it and um yeah it's a really great job Amazing. Amazing. Now, listen, before I let you go, um, anything we've not spoken about, anyone you want to mention, shout out, anything we've not covered, anything at all that I can sign us off with? I would say, yeah, I would say um, Chris Lecker from City of Hull, you know, if it hadn't have been for him, like genuinely my life and my life in the sport could have gone either way. So I owe an awful lot to him and I'll be forever grateful for that um you know one <laughs> that one conversation because it it genuinely did change my life so it would be for him and then my coach at City of Hall which was Derek Ricketts you know he um yeah also helped to kind of change my life and get it to go in the right direction and then kind of currently now and especially in these past few meets would be the past few months would be um 
my housemates and um, my close friends in Tennington who have really kind of helped me through this injury and see that, um, you know, there's so much kind of running is my life, but there's also other life out there. And I think that, that's really important as well. Amazing. Listen, just uh, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. It's been really eye-opening and, and so interesting to see somebody with, with so few years relatively on the clock compared to particularly marathon runners. Like you said, we tend to find them peaking later on in life, but still haven't achieved so much. And I'm sure so many good things still to come. Um, if people want to give you a follow, listen, you are a social media phenomenon. You've got a huge presence there. But if someone's been living under a rock and not following you, you're on Instagram. Is it Becky underscore Briggs underscore? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wonderful. Anywhere else people can get your is IG the main one? Yeah, Instagram is the main one, I would say. Yeah, mainly yeah. Instagram. Not, not TikTok in <laughs> yet. No. Not really. Not no, really. I, thought, I thought that's what your young people did. No, anyway, okay. <laughs> we'll move on from that. Um, listen, Becky, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate You're welcome. it. welcome. Um, hopefully see you at a race at some point in the future. Maybe I can keep keep up with you. Uh, Zoom in past. <laughs> but uh, yeah, best of luck with recovery. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Matt. Hello there. What were you doing when you were 23, 22? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember what we're doing yesterday. This is true. This is true. <laughs> what were, were you? Were you going out for European marathon records? And no, I think I was changing sex. nappies. And <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. You had you 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 were a you were a young dad, weren't you? I was. Yes. What would kids have been then? I think I, I think I was 20 when, or 20, 21. Mm. Uh, so I should have been two, three years old, something like that. There you go. Yeah, chasing a toddler around uh, Rotherham. I was going to say that's a world record attempt on its own, isn't it? <laughs> I need a medal for it anyway. Yeah, very good, mate. It's 18 years service. So certainly, certainly not in the same league as uh, as Becky Briggs, eh? No, no, not a chance. Not she. She's just like next level, isn't she? Unbelievable athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been a good couple of weeks in terms of inspiring fast runners. We had Mr. Bester on last week and and Becky on this week. It just, it, I mean, she's been through an awful lot and she's overcome a lot. And I think her story was great in the sense of talking about um, the uh, you know the, the pitfalls potentially of being a, a child athlete and, and and a youth athlete and the pressure that you not only I, I don't I, I'm not 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 implying that parents put that pressure on intentionally but you know that kind of wanting to do people proud and wanting to um uh to, to show your parents that the time they're investing in you is 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 worth something and the pressure you subsequently put on yourself and she said it herself very very poignantly that you know you just keep on you're always looking for that next thing and and, and she did burn out and but fair play to her, she's harnessed that energy and, and and look at what she's got a great balance now between, uh, you know, the real world and the running world, if you want to call it that. And and she's just going from strength to strength. She's, I mean, just incredible times posted for someone so young, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I kind of even dreamed to, to reach them times myself. Um, and, and, and some of some of our good friends who are decent runners are just nowhere near and, and just unbelievable, unbelievable performances. That she's that she's knocking out. Yeah, it's a different world, isn't it? Elite, elite, elite running, but um, but very, very inspiring to see. And I don't think that um, I, I don't think it's a particularly disenfranchising message either, because whilst the times themselves can be very um, uh, you know, you know, out out of our scope of reality as we've mm. just discussed, the message is still there. You know, hard work, perseverance, and yeah. um, putting in the hours, wanting something, striving for it, taking the knockbacks and building forward from it. That doesn't matter if you're a 
uh, if, if you're running sub two and a half hours or if you're running sub six hours in a marathon or, or if it's just, you know, your first ever 5K that you're trying to get, it doesn't matter. Those th- those attributes and those goals, they mm-hmm. stay the same for everybody. So, yeah, yeah. fair play to her. What, what, what an absolute star. And hopefully she comes back from injury nice and quickly and uh, and goes on to even bigger and better things. And we'll be uh, watching with a vested interest, won't we, mate? Yeah, yeah, agreed. And just just going back on what you said before and what she said before about parents and stuff and and be, be pushing you and all that sort of, we we can kind of relate with his own kids a little bit. We we push our kids to go out and do part run and junior part runs and stuff like that. And I can relate with with football uh, with, mm. with with Donna and stuff like that. So it, it's all relative and people, you know, you, you you can do it with your own children and uh, not of a, a a higher level like uh, like Becky is, but we 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 all do it. We all strive to push his kids to be better and stuff like that um which maybe maybe we shouldn't do but maybe we should but it's, it's a balance i suppose you've got to try and work out yourself don't you double-edged sword mate you got to find yeah. out what's what's right i mean we won't go, obviously we're not going to go into sort of personal stuff in too much detail but with your noah with the footy you know mm. that you know the kid's got absolute talent and, and 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 donna knows that and you know that and there is that kind of like do you know push him let's let let, let let's you know how much of it is him maybe not wanting to do it and and how much of it is him then just being a teenager and going through different phases of I do or I don't. And uh, it's hard to find the balancing act, isn't it? Because, you know, you just, you just want the best for your kids. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true. Interesting. Interesting conversation. Anyway, amazing guest and, uh, and very, very grateful that she took the time to come on from a very busy schedule. Um, something else interesting that happened this weekend, Matthew. Yes. That happens yes. every weekend. Mm-hmm. Only bloody park run, wasn't it? As always. Yeah, yeah. I I park run this weekend, Matt. Did you? Uh, no, no. I, I was I was nursing nursing a headache. Mm. Mm. Just, you, you, you are going to run out of excuses soon <laughs> no, for not doing park I, run. I, I, I was nursing a headache. I fell off a bike. Didn't I remember? <laughs> Yes, you did fall off your bike, which I, which we've not recorded that segment yet, but I imagine we have already talked about you clinical. Once again, Matt, and we, we, I'm very excited for Ben to come on the call because once again, you were defeated by your arch nemesis, The Curb, um, <laughs> uh, which was not a first. Um, but no, you weren't at park running. Yes, you are running out of excuses. I'm very excited for hearing the dog ate my homework, uh, which I'm pretty sure is all that's left um, in your bank of excuses for not running park run. I ran park run. Do you know who else ran park run? Oh, who else run part run? Ben and Emma run part run. Ben and Emma, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Matt. What? Tell Hello. You've hit a curb again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're an idiot. <laughs> I am a certified idiot, yes. I am. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, standard. I expect it, to be honest. So. <laughs> there was nobody there. Not, in, there were nobody there in front of me to shout, curb, curb. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Is the bike all right, though? That's what I'm worried about. Uh, I haven't been on it since, so I'm, I'm hoping so. <laughs> good, mm. good. Right. As long as, as long as that's all right, I'm happy. Mm. Bang, bang, banged his head, Ben, but fortunately he's not got a brain. So. Do you even wear a helmet? I did. I had a helmet on. Yes, I was I was safe. Is the helmet all right? <laughs> yes, the helmet. I'm all right, Ben, by the way. You deserve it. <laughs> it's the pavement, all right. <laughs> uh, anyway, Matt's a, Matt, 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 Matt's a tit. Let's move on. Better than ever. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, part run again this weekend. We're getting closer and closer to Ben's 100th location at Heaton Park, coming in just a couple of weeks. But that isn't this weekend just gone. That's still in the four. What's the opposite of rear view? The four view? Yeah. yeah. I do, yeah. The four, that's, that's still ahead of us. But in the rear view is this weekend's part run. Where did you go, guys? What did you get up to? We went to Millfield Patron up in Easingwold, which is above York. Um, so we're planning on spending the day in York with some friends. So we thought we'd tie in a Patron with that. Um, it's in a lovely little village. There's like free parking all in the village and loads of little cafes. Uh, and then a short walk to the start because there's a tiny car park for the actual Patron. So we avoided that one. Um no, we we avoided it because there were no toilets at Park Run, but there were in the marketplace, so it was easier to park in the marketplace and use the toilet. Just for, for that pre-Park Run poop? Mm, not for me, I was all right. Um, mm. but yeah, there was only about a third place. <laughs> ben, you've just said everything without saying anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> so, so Emma had her pre-Park Run poo, and then what happened? Well, it's nothing to hide. If you need a poo, then you just got to... <laughs> <laughs> just... Yeah, true, true. Can't fault you. Yeah, so, so anyway, back to the park run. Yeah, so easy, easing world, lovely little village about 20 minutes north of York on the A19, I think it was. Um, lovely morning, sun was out, crisp, very crisp. It was it was bitterly cold before the start. Mm. Um quick walk from the marketplace we just followed the other runners that were walking and jogging up there and uh, yeah and then we didn't we didn't know what to expect um but it was lovely it was really nice a, a little park and uh only a small group of us there we bumped into a bunch of tourists which we recognize from the uh, cow cows which you which you can wear once you've done 20 different venues. You join the UK Parkrun Tourist Group on Facebook and then you message one of the admins and they give you a code to a store where you can go and order your cow cow. And then you see people like me and Emma wearing those uh, yellow, black and white buffs around our wrists or necks. Uh, and yeah, there was a big group of us and uh, we, all, we all just started chatting because we were all all stood around for the first time as briefing and uh, yeah they were all really nice got a group photo together and i had my eyes shut in it this time uh, it's normally emma and it was in landscape but i was like oh. do i say something i'm like no i just won't post it it's not my phone i'm not bothered <laughs> <laughs> i'll just i'll just refuse to accept its legitimacy i'll shut my eyes and ruin the picture um <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and yeah, it was a lovely little event. Run director blabbed on for a while, but uh, and then we were stood right near the front, weren't we? And he just turned around and right, everybody ready, and we were like, oh crap, we're at the front. And, and then he went three, two, one, go, and I wasn't even facing in the right direction because I was facing the wrong way. I'm like, oh god, go take 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 it along with the crowd. <laughs> yeah, tell them what the course was like. Um. Pretty flat. It had some very small, you can't even call them hills, just gradual inclines, but that made for some lovely downhill bits. Um, it was tarmac and I want to say, you say it, Ben. Yes, let me say it. I've been thinking about this since we went. Neil, 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 are you sat down? Make sure you sat down, Neil Marshall. It was a mixture of tarmac, trail 
and compact gravel. <laughs> I love it when he says compact gravel. Anyway, anyway, compact gravel aside, go back to it, M. Three laps, um, starts next to like a little skate park, um, goes off uh, around some fields through a little woodland section. Um, Then when you come back near the start, because I was thinking this is going to be short, but you do like a little out and back uh, on each loop. yeah, it could be a pretty fast course, really. I think the, the winner was about 17 minutes something. And, uh, yeah, it was lovely. The woodland section was really nice. That was on a kind of like the, the slight decline, slight downwards. And uh, it was beautiful. Marshals were all there freezing their knackers off and uh, but cheering everybody round. And we had a nice run, didn't we? we uh, tell them about the run. Oh, we ran together, which never happens. Oh, um, Ben. I mean, Paulie me. wasn't there, so... Ah, Ben, yeah. You had, you had to settle for second place. Uh, ben wasn't volunteering. Was the volunteer roster full? Why were you not volunteering? Yeah, it was full, yeah. But also because you said we had to get off to York straight afterwards, so I didn't even try. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, Yeah. so we ran together. There was one pacer volunteer, which was really random, doing 27 minutes. Whether he just decided, maybe he paces a different time every week, who knows? I, that I is, definitely That's stood weird. There. That's when, weird. When they announced that, I stood there and I thought, I wonder if they've got like a 25 vest or something, like 22, 20, mm. something like that. I thought I might do that. And then I thought, no, I can't, can't let M down. No. But we started can well. I, can, 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 can I just say, sorry, can I, that is weird, isn't it? Like, like why 27 minutes? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know whether I might have to look back at the volunteer roster to see if they normally have a pace. I don't know whether maybe somebody does a different time each week or if somebody had requested a 27 minute pacer. I don't well, know. It's strange. Well, Dragons have just got all of a 27 minute pacer bib and it's just going round causing havoc. It's only got one bib, so that's yeah. Yeah. Sense, right? yeah. If you want, if you want sub twenty-seven, you're in luck. It's just a yeah. random number as well, isn't it? Like, like I could get like sub thirty or sub twenty-five. Mm. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. like sub twenty-seven. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, that's not the point. I'm hijacking your story. Please continue. Anyway, it'd be my work Christmas party on the Friday night, so I'm a bit hungover. Um, I had shots. I never drink shots. Don't even know what were in them. They're all mystery shots. They've got like a sprout flavored one, and I didn't have that one. There was one that tastes just tasted like Listerine, and you're like, I was feeling great on Saturday, and I thought Ben's gonna run with me, and he it's gonna be his slowest part run ever. But we actually had a really good run, didn't we? We did, we did. We uh, we set off and we set off nice and steady, and we got around the first lap, and Mister Twenty Seven was a hundred meters or so in front, and us. I said to him at the start of the second lap, because we saw him coming back down on the out and he out and back kind of bit, I said, come on, let's try and get a little bit closer on this lap and then we'll try and just pip him at the line on the last lap. And uh, that's exactly what we did. You ran progressive. You ran really well. You you were able to talk through it throughout it. Um, and we actually did him with about 200 metres to go. And then coming down the finish straight, you got you got a right little sprint on, didn't you? And uh, some woman running behind me and a kid was shouting at her, basically telling her to get a shift on and to beat me. 
Uh, All right. Which I didn't appreciate. <laughs> so I, mean, I had to I had to speed up in the spirit of Gary Ludwin and not letting anybody pass. I, yep. I had to speed up. Which there you can go. see on the Strava. It was like, yeah, it's been she was literally right on our heels because it was getting to the line and I'm like dropping back behind M to let M go across first. And then I saw this woman coming up by the side of me. I thought, you're not fucking beating me either. So I had to <laughs> jump on Emma's back just before we crossed the line, just so that the timers knew that that other lady and baby. Coincidentally, she was from one of the Sheffield local ones. She uh, volunteers at Graves Juniors regularly. And I assume you know that because you went and uh, stalked her across the park run up. No, no, no. <laughs> no, they, they announced it at the start. They, oh, right, okay. A few weeks ago on the Park Run Tourist Group, when everyone, whenever someone does like 50 venues, 25 venues or 100, they, they put a list on for people to tick off how many they've done and say how many they've done. And she put one on and I, that was like my most matches ever. I think I had something like 42 of the 50 that she put on I'd been to. Um and I said, I put that and I said, you must be Sheffield based. And she said she was. And that's when I discovered she was from Graves. But I didn't know what she looked like or anything. It was just a quick Facebook comment. Yeah, uh, so yeah. when I announced it at the start. Uh, they said, oh, we've had a message from Graves Junior Park Run team for so-and-so to say congratulations on your, what was it, 100th event or something she was running. And uh, so when she finished right behind us, I turned around and said, are you the lady I was speaking to on? tourist page the other week about your t-shirt and oh yeah that was me and and that was it she was just dying she was she, dying she kind of were just looking at you like i, I don't want to talk to you because you beat me she just <laughs> a really funny look like why are you talking to me <laughs> she must have been seething can, can, yeah. can, can i can i tell you something very embarrassing that happened to me at the um at the pre-race brief at nosley this weekend oh yes please come on um this you guys will witness this all the time. I got a um, premature. Uh, what's the best way to put it? A premature, like cheer, a pr- premature adulation. Let's call it. Oh, look at that! Premature adulation. So the classic <laughs> thing, the classic thing happened where they went, "Have we got any tourists?" And I went, "Sheffield," and everyone went, "Ooh!" and gave me like a dead big round of applause. And then the woman next to me went, Australia, and nobody clapped. Uh, <laughs> it always happens. There's always somebody from South Africa. Or... Yeah. It felt, felt really bad. I thought yours was bad. You were still a tourist too, Robert. You were still a tourist too, so accept your praise. And you... well, well, this was the thing. As we then went to set off, Rob Corns went to me, you're pretty much from witness, mate. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've come, You've come to the nearest part run to your hometown part run you're like the worst tourist there but yeah i felt really bad about that anyway it's a lady from australia but yeah sorry sorry keep hijacking continue you had your moment of fame rob um so yeah so then it was then it was purple sign picture thankfully there was a purple sign after having two weeks of no purple sign um i was pleased to see one uh decent enough photo, although she took the photo originally didn't she and i and i looked at it and it was just so off center and i was like no you're gonna have to do this again it needs to be central um it's just you did way, it's the way you say it just cracks me <laughs> no this this will never do he was, he was actually uh he was quite nice this week because we've been chatting to these there were tourists so he wasn't quite as uh abrupt as he might be mm. A brook yeah. is a really nice way of putting it. Well, well let's see how it goes at Heaton. Um, mm. So, 
Yeah, no, got our picture and then we walked back down into the marketplace. But uh, they'd, they'd announced that, oh, I'm going straight in for breakfast here. Should we go for breakfast or should we go for 5K app? 5K app anyway. Let me go for 5K app. Nothing amazing apart from it was uh, the Nelson challenge on the 5K app. Mm. Um, now, does anyone know what the Nelson challenge is or what it stands for? Is this your Nelson index? Nelson no. Nelson. Wilson, That's what, yeah, never mind, sorry. No, I don't know. So so the Nelson index, it relates back to Horatio Nelson. And it's a term commonly used in cricket. It was first used in cricket. It's to do with when Horatio Nelson was shot in shot on the boat and he, he lost an eye and then he lost an arm. And then what's he that, lost a, what's that in cricket? Wait, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Cricket so on a lost, boat. He lost one arm, one eye, and they, they, they called it a leg, but it wasn't a leg. It was his life. So it was one arm, one leg, and, and one life. So one, one, one. Keep moving. And then in, in cricket, uh, they started using it in cricket in, I think it was like the the 1800s or 1900s, whenever. Um, and that's, you know what? <laughs> that's a pretty big span of time, Ben. That's 200 years you've just spanned. Continue. It was sometime in there. Shut up, Rob. Um right. And and you know when the bales fall off the wickets? Yes. It looks like three ones, one, one, yes. one. So it's classed as a Nelson. So so every time every time no, th- there was one uh, cricket commentator who this one batter, the first batter to get out for one hundred and eleven, he called it a Nelson. It all relates to cricket anyway. Is it the bale <laughs> thing or is it the hundred or is it hundred and eleven thing? <laughs> Oh, it's a mixture of both. Or is it the guy on the boat? You've completely Listen, lost me, Ben. I thought you were singing a song at one bit. He said, one finger, one foot, one arm, one leg. Keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> you do the hokey-cokey and you turn around. Um, so, I right. a week ago. My memory's not great, but it's to mm. do with it's to do with and it's to do with people getting bowled out on a one one. How is he? How is he? Yes. That's the worst explanation. Shut up. Right. So Nelson, you got a Nelson thing. Yeah, it's pretty a bit more simply. Nelson is one 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 two three. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you just say that? Sorry. I'm gonna have to go on mute. Scary. So bollocks to Rob. Rob. <laughs> Matt, you take over. You're the best host, anyway. Uh, so we bagged ourselves event number 111 for the oh, first... Oh, Nelson. You're Nelson. You got Nelson. <laughs> um, so that was one of the 5K challenges. Position-wise, I came 44th, and I actually needed that one. Um, I, need, I need, like, another 24 positions on the bingos, but I've only got, like three under 50 to get so hopefully it heated in a few weeks when we all have a nice plod round together i'll uh finish in a position that i actually need but did you get anything nelson nelson yeah i got a nelson <laughs> what's a nelson <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Um, no. <laughs> I, I guess what I got, I wholly trinitied Fibonacci. Well, no, I don't want to talk about Fibonacci because I got Fibonacci, but I've, it's the third time I've got that oh, Fibonacci yeah. number, which it, I, at this point I see as something of an insult. Um, uh, considering I've got no, got so no, I got I got what I consider the holy trinity. Uh, I got date bingo, position bingo, and stopwatch bingo. Oh, nice, nice, yeah, nice. very good. Um, better than we did, but. Uh... But still, you're an idiot. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, all right, Horatio, crack on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> enough, enough about Nelsons now. Uh, <laughs> so one, one thing the guy did say, now we knew we were in a rush to get to York. We were meeting people at half ten in York and it was like a 25-minute drive down the road and uh, we had to get back and get changed at the car and uh, they did say in the pre-run briefing, if you go to the Olive Branch Cafe, you get a 10% discount for part runners. So... We went down there and we, we had to get breakfast on the go uh, and eat it on the way down. But although we sat in the car and had the sandwiches, but they did a bloody good sausage and egg sarnie, didn't they? Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Bread was good. Bread was soft and sausages were nice. Egg was good. No mayonnaise this week because there was no black pudding. Mayonnaise generally goes with black pudding. So um, but yeah, it was good. Good breakfast, good coffee, nice little village. It was quite a busy little village by the time part one was finished, but lovely place. And uh, and then yeah, we were off to York, and that's that's pretty much everything from Park Run. I can't think of anything else we did or didn't do. Good work, guys. And uh, as always, we've gone well over this segment, like we seem to be doing lately. But it was totally worth it, um, if not for the Nelson story alone. Uh, should we uh, get a bit of a roll call rattled through? Let's do it. Batty. What? Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. We teed you up perfectly. We've not... Yes. Why didn't you just do it? Because I'm I'm trying to get the bloody pictures up you sent me. And I'm totally forgot about the theme tune because I've not done it for that long. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you've not been on this segment for so long. Um, will you just sing the song, please? Yes, I shall. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. <clears throat> what? Very good. Very good. I, I, I'm a bit sick today, if I'm honest. Uh, don't make a big deal of it, Matt. Nobody, nobody likes someone who just milks it. And, uh, at least you haven't mentioned it every two minutes, Matt. That I just be no, really, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, be really unbecoming if you did that, Matt. Um, <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> Um, ladies first. Well, Wayne Wayne's gone a bit wild. Um, <laughs> he really has, hasn't he? <laughs> do you want me to run for all of Wayne? I tell you what, you 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 be Wayne. Channel your inner Wayne, Emma. <laughs> yeah, do I have to drink? Is it Fireball? <laughs> fireball whiskey. Yeah, you got to take After three each shots one. of Fireball whiskey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no more shots. I really don't want any shots. <laughs> okay. So he wants to thank. He means the three amigos, but he's called you the tree amigos. I'll take, I'll take the tree amigos. <laughs> the tree amigos for doing a great job running in fancy dress. Well done, you three. Uh, you wants, tree. You tree. Uh, <laughs> to all those who did the Percy Pud. Uh, he wants to say Joe Hammond for organising the bingo and filling our feed with daft but fun posts. 
Also, well done to Leonie. She did a half marathon with multiple new PBs. Well done, Leonie. And also to Joanne, who got out and did a 5K race and got a PB. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Wayne. That's uh, yeah, amazing. What a roundup. Wayne, Wayne's pretty much covered everything, hasn't he? I think. Uh, ben, there are some others, though. There are, there are, yeah, one from, uh, no, two from our very own McPauley. Um, one for himself and one to Coop's Runs, uh, which is Lisa Cooper. Uh, he's congratulating her for bagging herself an awesome 31-second PB at the Percy Pud, which is awesome. And also a shout-out for himself uh, for getting himself another quicker 10K time at the Percy Pud, which was seven seconds quicker than what he ran the previous week at Doncaster. Mm, and yeah. it was lovely to see him and all the others that were there at Percy Pud yesterday. Yeah, good finish of the season from our Paul, hasn't it? He's done really well with those 10Ks. Uh, Matt, who's next? Yeah, uh, we've got Simon Doe runs and eats. So Simon, he, he's shouting out best week running uh, for getting a PB at the Western Supermare 10K. Awesome running. Yeah, good job, guys. Uh, down mm. the guys down there. Uh, where is it? Is it the it's the South Coast? It's somewhere down south, isn't it? Um, Rob Corns, yeah. first run in a month, and of course PP at Nosley, uh, absolutely nailed it. Um, he we had a little bit of a catch up in the car um, on the way there and the way back. He's uh, obviously a new dad. Him and Nick, uh, little Erin, um, amazing. Like to just be out. I don't think I was. Matt, do you were, were you out in the real world? After a month, I was still... I didn't know where I was. Uh, yeah, t- t- can't remember. <laughs> it was that long ago. No, yeah. I, well, <laughs> after my first year, anyway. <laughs> try, try and forget. Um, no, he has. He's, uh, he's, he's done amazing to, to, to get back out there, get back in the swing of things. And, uh, and yeah, they've um, been going through the, uh, the first parenthood um trials and tribulations that we remember oh so well and they're, they're absolutely smashing it a pair of diamonds both of them and um and yeah rob did really well came out ran horrible conditions in nosley it was so slippy and there's grass on the course and oh, it was awful but he, he smashed it so well done rob from us well done rob uh then we've got kelly running runner 81 uh, she wants to send a huge kudos to you three, Rob, Matt and JP for Sunday's run at Blackburn. Amazing outfits, videos and run. Well done, guys. Yeah, we are pretty good, aren't we? Only <laughs> <laughs> bloody shout outs for you three. You're worse than Paul Griffiths, you lot. I know, they're channeling my inner Griffiths. Yeah. Um, so this one is from another Simon who's also shouting out similar to the previous Simon. Uh, this one is Simon runner 78, Mr. Simon Minty. Uh, he wants to say well done on the Fart Lake family meetup at or the Western Santa dash. Uh, and he's saying well done to Lindsay, Simon, Sophie and Kerry. Yeah. Great work guys. Great. Oh, it's always good to see a little Fart Lake family meetup. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, amazing work. All of you, Matty. Uh, there's one from Laura that she sent via WhatsApp. Do you want to cover that one? I'll just quickly shout out, uh, Paul's shouting out us three again. Uh, you three amazing humans for going out and having fun. Uh, that's yeah. from Paul Griffiths. Appreciate that, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll cover Laura Blackwell. There we go. It just, just real recognises real, doesn't it, Matt? There we go, Paul. <laughs> 
<laughs> Paul's a fellow a fellow roll call celebrity like us. Yeah. We learn from the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. 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 Let's get to Laura Blackwell, who uh, has sent me a message of epic proportions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna word for word it. Uh, Laura wants to shout, shout out everyone at Percy Pud, in particular uh, Ben oh, for his uh, for his amazing pacing. It was terrible. <laughs> But thank you, Laura, but I, I'm still disappointed. But yeah. In brackets, despite him being disappointed. <laughs> you're so predictable. But she's put he shouldn't be. Uh, Lisa Cooper of her PB and Busy Birdie Karen for being a fab running buddy. We had a great run and got each other up. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, the la- got to the last few inclines. Jesus Christ, Rob. Bad, bad place to take a breath. Um, Paul G for his long run. Oh, he did find his way in, which I did a few miles with him. He found the last part really hard, but he stuck it out. And lastly, Mario, Luigi, and MC Hammer for their amazing fancy dress run at Blackburn. She she did put Toad. I, I threw I threw in the MC Hammer bit. Um, yes, there we go. That's 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 everyone. Uh-huh. One one that we've missed, or or I I just forgot to send in Pete Marshall. He did another race this weekend, and uh, mm. he came first place, didn't he? He's just we I, we've been big. I, I don't think his head needs swelling anymore. We've been bigging him a lot lately, but that kid's just flying at the minute, isn't he? Did he get first male or first female all this time? <laughs> Was it in the right gender category? Um, uh, no, he's he's doing well, isn't he? He's doing, he's doing really well. And like we say, that kid's just going to kick on and get faster and faster. So look out, Jack Penfold. Look out, Penfold. Look out, Penfold. Uh, right, and that's it. That's all I've got for a roll call, guys. Good work, Matt. Are you going to sing us out again? Uh, you've been roll call, baby. Woo, woo, woo. I don't <laughs> think that was that was that was a. I'm, that I'm, was I'm sick, pal. I'm sick. That was not maximum effort. Uh, right, uh, we got some thank yous. Ben, do you want to take a lead on the thank yous? Uh, yes. Okay. So thank you to Becky Briggs for coming on and her awesome chat and inspiring stories. And uh, yeah, I've been lucky enough to share the tarmac with her before. So uh, thank you, Becky. Um, shout out to Graham Lindley for the theme music. Um, newsletter guys, Jamie, Denham, Nick for uh, Nick Finney, Claire Forsyth, and Muck Pauly. Um, shout out to you, Rob. Thanks, sir. Uh, for doing you and keeping us all kind of in line sort in, of yeah in a way it's like the blind leading yeah. the blind sometimes isn't it but yeah no we, we, i know we, we, we've got and thank you to you ben you're amazing too oh thanks mate thanks uh thank you to emma for uh for just being emma and being amazing and keeping me in line most of the time mm, tough job tough job really isn't it let's be honest she tries bless her um shout out i'm gonna shout out you matty for actually turning up for once oh yeah thank you did you see the genuine did you hear you could hear the genuine genuine <laughs> joy in his voice at being accepted and not being the butt of the joke we make every week in this bit where we don't thank him they love me they <laughs> really love me it's christmas it's christmas we'll be nice to him Oh, Matt, I'm sorry, mate. (laughs) Out to JP for organising all these guests. Shout out to the other JP, Mr. Jack Penfold, for just being Jack. We love Jack. Um, Shout out to Statman John. 
and mm-hmm. shout out to Sammy, Joe, and Louise in the background as well. Uh, I think that's about it. That's a compre- comprehensive roundup. Emma, if people want to give us a follow, find out more about us, what, where do they need to go? We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. We've got a website, whatthefartlet.com. Uh, you can contact us via email or on any of our social media accounts, but the email is whatthefartlekpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google. Absolutely. Um, a comprehensive roundup. Good job. Um, oh, and also worth noting that the website in particular, big things coming in 2023, but Paul has got his project. He's got his, uh, uh, he's, he's been told his assignment and big things coming. We're going to try and get some blogs on there. We're going to start getting some race reports, more involvement from the Fartlek family. We've got some guys lined up to do a little bit of, so some amateur writers we've got in the, in the wings waiting ready to share some stories. It's going to be a bit more of an interactive hub moving forward, an extra string to the Fartlek family bow, as it were, if you like a good metaphor. Um, if you are uh, interested in getting involved in uh, in doing a little bit of writing or, or create a bit of content for the website, then do get in touch. Um, let us know again through the website that Emma so ably gave you or through any of the uh, social medias and we'll um, we'll get back in touch. Um, do you guys want to know who's on next week? Two episodes to go, guys, before we're at 100 episodes. Very exciting. Do you want to know who's going to be our penultimate series guest yeah yeah the 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 better of the last two guests i'm sure yeah go on <sighs> still 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 pissed off about that nelson thing aren't you, <laughs> Get you back, <laughs> um so this week uh, next week more importantly uh we have got an awesome guest all the way we, we got we went transatlantic again Nice, nice. He went to, oh gosh, I forgot where he was, Carolina. So one of the Carolinas, I want to say North. Um, but he is, but the accent is much more close to home um, from Bonnie, Scotland. Uh, we spoke to Jack, uh, more probably more recognisable um, as the founder of Pocket Apparel. Oh, nice. Um, shots. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Mm, yeah, I like them. Yeah, we're big. I mean, it's this it is one of those things where it's like you always hesitate when you're talking about stuff like this on the podcast because you think, oh, do people think we're being paid to advertise or it's some kind of embedded marketing thing, and it's not. Um, no, I, I bought them. Um, yeah, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're really really good, and and Sammy says the same, and and, and I know Don has got some as well. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think what happened with with Jack was um, we they gave us a, a prize for a giveaway really early on. And out of all the companies I've ever worked with, he's always just been so enthusiastic about the community and supporters. He gave a ridiculous discount um, to Fartlek Family, and he's looking to do it again in 2023 for us. So watch this space, male and female range coming. He's got new stuff coming, um, and he's looking. And I think it was something stupid, like 40% he gave us. It was amazing. Um <clears throat> Or, or at least like 30. Anyway, it was it was incredible. And we've we've been we've kept in touch ever since. But he's got a great story. He was a, a budding footballer, um, uh, played up to under 18s level for some of the Scottish clubs, went out to the States um, that was cut short. That led to him starting pocket. Um, just a great story. He's been through some roadblocks recently. He's going to talk all about that next week. Might be why you've not seen a lot of pocket in the last year or so. Um, but big things to come and, and a great guy and a great chat. So we're super looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to that. Okay, yeah. 
Um, and that's that's about it, guys. I think have we covered everything this week? Um, where can they mm. find you if they want to find you, Rob? Oh, good save, Ben. Uh, I'm at Little Runner Boy, Rob. How about you? Uh, I'm at Sheffield underscore Strider. I'm at Emma JJ85. How about you, Matt? And I am at Matty Owls. How about um? <laughs> you shit bastard! <laughs> I played up to that then. I knew what no, I was doing. No, you didn't. No, you bloody oh. didn't. Bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, that's about it. That's about it. Good work. So, uh, yep. Yeah, as always, guys, just with the road to 100 rolling to a conclusion. If you do want to find out more about us, please do get in touch. Uh, as Emma alluded to earlier, uh, become part of our like family. We would love you to be involved. Everybody is welcome. We're not everybody's cup of tea, but. If you want to meet some like-minded people, if you want to get to know us, we have community meetups. We have, we just try and keep each other honest and keep each other on the right foot, particularly this time of year when it can be pretty lonely and pretty difficult on those long, dark nights. Please get in touch if you want to find out more. We will be happy to have a chat. Uh, may your runs, as always, continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. Um, if you can't be kind, get in the bin. And we will see you next week. Same fart time, same fart channel. Uh, that's it, guys. Say bye. 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 How is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>